Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me in this evidence-based medicine talks uh, about wellness. Uh, Dr. Safdie uh, is our guest today. He's been involved in more than 1,300 clinical studies. He's been the author of more than 250 clinical studies. He lectures uh, at universities, medical schools, including uh, Cornell Medical School on Nutrition, one of the few doctors that actually le lectures on nutrition. And today, we're going to talk about diabetes uh, kicking your blood sugar to the curb. Alan, tell us what uh, what you've got to tell us. Well, thank you, Bill. Um, you know, I, I really want, let's step back and say, you know, what is diabetes? Um, because a lot of people hear the word and most people know what it is, but not all. And it's a disease in which your blood glucose, your blood sugar levels are too high. It's very simple. Um, where do we get most of our glucose from? It comes from the foods we eat. What drives glucose into our cells? It's insulin. Insulin's a hormone that helps get glucose into the cells so our cells can use them and make energy. So we do need glucose. I mean, glucose is not evil. Um, we just need the appropriate amount. So there's two different types of diabetes. Type 1, your body um, does not make insulin or make adequate amounts of insulin. And type 2, which is a majority of people that have diabetes right now, uh, the more common type, uh, not a, a immune-related or autoimmune-related, um, and our body does not make or use insulin very well. And what happens when we have this? You know, it can cause serious problems, not just, you know, to one organ, but multiple organs. It can damage things, as, you know, your eyes. It can damage your kidneys. It can damage your nerves. It can damage your heart. It can lead, lead to strokes. Um, so it is a significant disease um, that can involve lots and lots of body parts within, um, within a human being. So, you know, what are we going to do about this? Uh, you know, what's new? Everybody, you know, how do we lower our risk of diabetes? One new study that came out, uh, and it was out earlier this year, which was a fascinating study, and it was a scientific analysis um, from a plant, you know, people on a plant-based diet, and they looked at metabolites from the plant-based diet, especially those in the diets that are rich in whole grains. So you can be a plant-based diet, but you might just buy something that says wheat bread. Well, obviously, most breads are from wheat, but we're looking at whole grains, you know, whole fruits, whole vegetables, not fruit juice. Um, and we're, we're looking for clues to see as to how much these eating patterns lower the risk of type 2 diabetes. And, and this was a study of 8,000 people. And, you know, what they found um, was that the healthier the diet, um, the better their glucose metabolism was. Um, so it, it's fascinating. You know, it's an analysis of blood plasma samples and dietary intake and a lot of things from all the people within this huge study. And all right. Uh, but what do you mean by healthier? The So given the individual's metabolic profile, um, so what we're looking at is, you know, what is your metabolic profile? What's your hemoglobin A1C? What's your blood sugar, your fasting blood sugar? What's your postprandial blood sugar or after you eat? Um, there's a growing trend in nutritional research um, where we look at metabolic profiles um, in individuals, not just a simple blood sugar uh, that we're looking at. Um, and what we found is that, you know, 
a primarily unhealthy plant-based diet uh, was one that included mainly refined grains like white bread and pastas and fruit juices and potatoes and sugar-sweetened beverage and sweets and desserts. Um, and then we looked at the metabolites from consumption of polyphenol-rich foods. And what are those? Uh, fruits, vegetables, even coffee, legumes. Um, and there was a much lower risk of diabetes with that kind of diet. So starting early, thinking about, you know, we have from a very basic scientific level that these diets work. Um, the consumption of polyphenol-rich plant-based diets, and, you know, not fruit juices, but whole fruits. Um, you know, not just a piece of lettuce on your Big Mac, but lots of vegetables, uh, legumes, you know, all were linked to a lower risk of diabetes. Uh, and this is not a small study. So what other things, you know, can help in regards to this? One of the things, and, and what new things, you know, we all know about exercise, and I'm not going to discuss that again. Um, you know, it's tremendously beneficial in regards to glucose metabolism. Glu exercise actually drives glucose into the cells. Um, but a poor night's sleep impairs glucose control the next morning. Um, which is something that's really new. We found that out last year. Um, going to bed later than usual or getting a poor night's sleep are both associated with impaired blood sugar response to breakfast, um, meaning if sleep is really important for a lot of things, for your heart, for your brain, and lots of things. But it's something that we didn't know is it's really important in regards to glucose control. Uh, so we're talking about diet, we're talking about exercise, and now we're adding sleep or fundamental components of a healthy lifestyle, especially in regards to, you know, how we affect blood glucose control. Um, and generally healthy people, this study was done. So, you know, better sleep, uh, better glucose control. And, you know, it, there really wasn't a tremendous association between length of sleep period um, but, you know, trying to go to bed around um, this, you know, the right time, getting enough sleep, you know, adequate longer sleep periods were associated with lower blood glucose following, you know, a high carbohydrate meal or a high fat diet um, that one would take in. So, you know, make sure that that's incorporated into your wellness structures uh, that you're taking a look at. And it is really key. It is a pillar of health, actually. Um, so sometimes compensating for a bad night's sleep, a lot of people will consume a very sugary breakfast or energy drink or something like that, and that even makes it more detrimental. Um, so think about that. And one of the last studies that I wanted to mention was a really interesting study. Um, and again, it's a meta-analysis study. So it's not, it's analysis of multiple studies together. So, you know, what we're looking at is a culmination of lots of research. And we take a lot of research and we take that and we look at it and take all that research and say, you know, what can we do with this? So this one relates to vitamin C. Um, and, you know, we thought, well, you know, there's not much we can do about this type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes. And prediabetes is a huge problem in the United States, and I don't think I discussed that, but prediabetes is, you know, a very significant problem um, that we have in the United States. The hemoglobin A1C will be trending upwards uh, in people. So, um, you know, the vitamin C studies 
concluded that, and it was out of these randomized controlled studies, so they weren't poor studies, um, that maybe vitamin C may be beneficial in controlling hemoglobin. So the glycoside hemoglobin or hemoglobin A1C, they looked at serum insulin, insulin resistance, and other patterns. and it showed there may be uh, some benefit uh, for vitamin C in blood glucose control. So, should we take vitamin C supplements? Not necessarily. Should you be eating whole, you know, uh, fruits that have lots of vitamin C? Yes, probably. Um, and so, we need to evaluate whether, you know, vitamin C supplementation is even beneficial, beneficial to glucose control and insulin resistance and type two diabetes. So we may be recommending that at some point in the near future. Um, it'd be one of the things that has very little downside and some significant potential benefits. So, you know, we've got lots of information um, that I put out in front of you. I apologize, but I think there's a lot of things we can do to decrease this uh, above and beyond just the typical ones, watching people that are overweight, you know, decreasing the obesity, getting people to exercise more. Um, you know, we need to look at other things so we can get rid of this insulin resistance, which will affect every part of our body almost, from our livers to our eyes, to our muscle, to our blood vessels, to cardiovascular health, etc. Um, so appreciate it, Bill. I just wanted to bring some new information in regards to uh, diabetes, which is an epidemic in our country. Uh, it's not, not something that's minimal. Well, those are, those are some great thoughts. You know, we need to continue to exercise. We need to eat whole grain foods. We need to take fresh fruit and vegetables as part of our diets. Um, we need to avoid uh, sugars. And uh, uh, as we've talked earlier, uh, we, we all need to continue, uh, continue exercising. Uh, and then let's consider vitamin C. Um, and it was like you said, let's try to let's try to take some oranges or some some vegetables that, uh, that are high in vitamin C instead of vitamin C supplements and see if that can help uh, kick that uh, blood sugar uh, uh, down. So uh, some some great thoughts, Alan. Thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, and everybody make sure you're following your hemoglobin A1C. Uh, remember, your normal A1C level is below five point seven. You know, if it's trending up, um, pre-diabetes is 5.7 to 6.4. And it's a risk factor. And it's even pre-diabetes is a risk factor. So make sure that part of your physical examination, you know, look at the trends in your labs, not just your blood sugar, but your lipids and everything else. Trends are very important in evaluating laboratory evaluations. Uh, We don't want to look in one evaluation without taking a look at the multiple years prior. Uh, and you can lower your hemoglobin A1C, uh, and it can be done with relatively simple measures. So everybody take care of yourselves, and I appreciate it if you listen to this, and thank you again. Um, thank you very much, Alan. If you like our podcasts on evidence-based medicine, please um, um, go ahead and uh, tell your friend, uh, tell your uh, friends about it, and uh, stay tuned for some more uh, podcasts. Thank you.